Welcome, everyone, to Voice of the Valley in the Horn Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios. I'm your host, Dave Bell. 428-9494 is the phone number, 928-428-9494. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Happy New Year. Hope you all had a great holiday weekend. Um, I'm sorry I'm late. We were chatting. It was all my fault. It wasn't, it, it wasn't my guest in any way. It was me. I initiated a conversation that I should have done after the show. But here we are. Denise Benton and Amanda Patterson with United Way of Graham and Greenlee Counties. Thank you both so much for being here. I appreciate it. Good morning. Thank you. Thanks for having us. It's a new year. That means new opportunities. Is mm-hmm. that a fair way to put it? Yep. That is very true. Very true. Um, we're pretty excited about the new year, of course. We're pretty excited about last year and the things we feel like we accomplished last year, um, all of which we can't do without our, our donors from Freeport uh, the the company and the employees from the city of Safford and all of our donors, um, what we do, we cannot do without them. So everything we do is because of our donors and um, and some pretty great things happened last year. So I'll let Amanda share more about the, the funding that went out last year. And then I think we'll jump in and talk a little bit about, you talked about opportunities. So we'll talk about the opportunities for this year. Um, yeah, we hit some record numbers for us from last year. So from 2022, just to get an idea, we had a total of 62 total programs and uh, projects and events. This year, we had 119. Wow, that's a big jump. It's a very big jump. So we ended up totaling and our, um, I don't think I wrote down. That's something funded about every three days. Well, and, and what well, happened... I mean, obviously, that's an average, you know. Yeah. Right, but. yeah. What happened was we made a, a real concerted effort this year to do more outreach, which is what we should be doing. And so we wanted to make sure that the community and all of the organizations and nonprofits in our community really understood the opportunities that were available to them. And surprisingly enough, you know, you, know, you make this assumption that everybody hears about United Way and everybody knows what we do, but clearly that wasn't the case. So Amanda and I have made a real effort to get out and be present um, at anything and everything we can be to make sure that everyone knows what is available through United Way. And I think that was in part the reason that there was such a huge increase last year. And communication about what we fund, not just right. because our, the, our cycle grants are about the same amount, the same number that we funded. But what really hit this year was the 5,000 or less grants. So a lot of people didn't know about them. They didn't know that was an opportunity that they could reach out about. And those, we did 42 of those just in those smaller grants. And can I, can I ask about, hit. about the 5,000? Is, mm-hmm. is that again limited to government education nonprofit or is that like yes. a sponsorship or is sponsorship, no, sponsorship separate we okay. did um 30 sponsorships but the five thousand or less it's for, it's they follow the same rules as our cycle grants they the same three focus areas health education economic stability and it's all for for the nonprofits, schools you know municipalities but they it's Five thousand or less. It's those are more targeted toward those smaller programs. Like we we see a lot of educators use them, and they'll use them for um, some of the gl- classes that have. We saw quite a few for like um, reading, seating, and and um, upgrades, science class projects, like for materials that teachers didn't have or the schools didn't provide. Um, a lot of we had a robotics one, I think, right? Because um, robotics has been coming up. I think we had one at least one of those. So we have a lot of varieties and we also have a lot of like the initiative like the Thatcher High School initiative um Safford had or I'm sorry I think Marenzi 
schools, um, the CATS program, yes, they, they yes. started an initiative that's kind of like the, the Thatcher All-In initiative. So we do programs like that that cover in that 5000 or less. Right, yeah. Thatcher's is what uh, T-shirts and recognition mm-hmm. right. when a teacher spots a student doing something above and beyond. Mm-hmm. Right. And Marenzi's following suit in that. It's, yeah. it's a similar program with them. Very that good. program's really taken off. And the, just to clarify, the, the grants we do monthly that are less than $5,000, those are actually for projects or programs. Sponsorships are for events. So that's how we explain it to people. If you have an event coming up, that's going to be a sponsorship if you're requesting funding. If it's something that's an actual project or program you're going to be doing, then it's a, that's, that's a grant. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you talked about the three areas that the main cycles go. Well, I want to, before we go into that, I think because there's a lot of press, uh, either I do it or the courier does it about, uh, donations that the United Way makes Mm -hmm. and we love to take the photos and we put up what it's going for. The last one I think I saw was the lights over at, uh, Thatcher, uh, park, the new park, Mm $200,000. That's a big grant. Mm Mm-hmm. It's easy to forget how much good can be done with 5000 or less. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a hefty amount of money for a teacher who needs a new whiteboard mm-hmm. or, or, or a unit in the school. Like yep. the English department needs new whiteboards. Well, 5000 goes pretty far. Mm-hmm. It does. And, and what we've, I've always known this, but teachers dig into their own pockets an awful lot to do special things in their classroom. Of course, there's, there's funding that's budgeted for teachers, for classroom supplies, for those types of things. But I love that this encourages teachers to think outside the box a little bit. And go above and beyond. And, you know, at the end of the day, we're always looking at impact. Anything that's going to be above and beyond for our kids in Graham and Greenlee counties, we are all about that. And so we're really excited to see those, especially the educators, get to take advantage of that. Not just educators. We've had other projects as well. But um, but we're excited to see people thinking above and beyond. Um, and I just recently learned, because I don't have any teachers in my family, um, there's a limit on how much a teacher can deduct for what they spend. So chances are they're spending more than they can get back on their taxes. Right. If they're itemizing, which right. I hope every teacher is doing. Right. Because they right. are spending money themselves. Mm-hmm. But that's, I mean, heck, that should all be deductible in my opinion, but <laughs> right. I don't write the laws. Exactly. So uh, we started to talk about the cycles. Yeah. Uh, the and cycle and our funding, too. Yeah. Our, our funding numbers were substantially well, larger this they year. They were. So I was trying to flip through my pages because I brought notes. But so in 2022, we funded $1.9 million total. So in 2023, we did $3.9 million. Wow. Yeah. So that's a significant jump. So we it was it was really successful. And we had a lot of outreach. And we had a lot of response. And we had a lot of um, conversations with grantees. And everybody... You know, they all followed the rules. They they checked all the boxes. The board was on board with them, and they were all good ideas. And a lot of them, even our own board, were like, that's a good idea. Why didn't we think of that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we had a lot of great ideas coming in t- from the community, going back out to the community. And it was really exciting to see. It was a great year. Any, any other than outreach, it, was there any other indication why funding requests were so much there were more funding requests or were the requests for a greater amount of money? I a think, little bit of both. Yeah, I think both were true. Um, you know, 
it, it really it really does stem from outreach and us making an effort to reach out to the community leaders to say why aren't we hearing from you um, to make sure that they're aware that we're we are United Way of Graham and Greenlee counties and that means every community in Graham and Greenlee counties and we heard more from some communities than we did others and so I made an effort to make sure that the communities we weren't hearing from that I was present there and told them why aren't we hearing from you we want to hear from you and I think that made a huge difference it made them um, a little bit more confident about reaching out to us I didn't want there to be any misconception that we would fund one community more than we would another um, and so I made sure that that was that was clear that we we support every community in our counties knowledge is is such a funny thing um, because it's I'm, I'm looking at some data right now from the city of Safford they've got that economic development program right so I'm looking at the first three years of that project mm -hmm. actually it's what two and a half years we helped fund that program exactly yeah. um, and I'm looking at who the grantees are and and there's one name that pops up about three or four times because they're eligible well they took advantage mm -hmm. they knew that they could so they put in for the grants right. and there's a 50% grant uh, a match so it's not like people are just getting free money. Mm -hmm. It's they they've got to invest too. Mm -hmm. It's kind of the same thing here, isn't it? It's it's here. You just have to realize that it's here and follow the rules. Mm -hmm. You know, do everything right, but there it's it's an opportunity. Right. I, I sit on the GCRC board, and I'll tell you, I I try not to talk about what we talk about in the board meetings. Um, but the one <laughs> thing we talk about is. How soon are we eligible for a United Way grant again? And it's like, well, we have to wait. We we did this cycle. It's you know, mm -hmm. but but that's because our director Lane knows right. there's opportunity here, yep, so exactly. he makes sure he's going to try and take advantage of that opportunity. Exactly. I think Seekus does the same thing, don't mm -hmm. they? They absolutely do. We yeah. have you know historically there's some some organizations that we do fund on a pretty regular basis. And I mean, that's what we're here for. That Those donor dollars aren't intended to come into United Way and stay in a bank account. They're intended to w make their way out into um, our communities. And so we've really encouraged people, please ask. Please ask. Um, I think we talked about this once before. I don't know if anything's been done with it. Has there been any thought of um, a five-year grant? or a three-year grant where, where somebody comes in and says, look, here's what we're going to do. It's going to take us this many years, or this program will run mm -hmm. this many years. Mm -hmm. Rather than come back every cycle, can we just do one grant and give you you know updates to show that we're meeting the, the requirements that you put on us? Mm -hmm. We have actually had some multi-year grants in the past. And the way those have worked is we fund them for up to, say, the ones I'm thinking of, for instance, are up to three years. And so what we do is we fund them each. We don't give them the whole lump sum all at once. We fund, say, on a three-year program, we'll fund the first third of it. And then after that first year, then we want them to do their impact report. We want to see numbers. We want to see results. And then what they do is they come back to us with, instead of a whole new, brand-new grant, They've come back to us with a request that says, here's, you know, our impact report is done. We can look at those numbers. Here's what we did. Here's what we accomplished. And then we put it before the board again and just say, hey, they're ready for their second year of funding. And so we actually do those. Um, it's not as common as our, you know, the bigger grants that we do. Um, 
But one of the one of the things that we were encouraging in 2022 when I came on board was um, innovative projects that may be something that could take a longer period of time, a longer term, maybe, and some collaborations that might involve more than one organization that might be a longer term grant. So those aren't things that we don't consider. We definitely look at those when someone's looking for multi-year funding, but we do have to evaluate it on a year by year basis. Because again, we always look at impact. We need to know what's happening as a result of the funding. Speaking of collaboration, how does that affect funding? So let's say, for example, and I, this has not been discussed. I'm just throwing this out here off the top of my head. Let's say uh, GCRC and Secus decide to partner. We know that those with special needs are living older, they're living longer, mm-hmm. and their caregivers are passing away because mm-hmm. caregivers right. tend to be parents. Right. So we're now seeing 50-plus special needs residents. So let's say GCRC and and Secus came together and said, we got to figure something out to take care of our special needs seniors. Mm -hmm. Would that take GCRC and Secus out of their normal funding because they're trying something innovative and collaborative? No. Um, So that we do it by program and project. So if that was one specific program or project that they were working on together and one chose to be the fiscal sponsor, it would not affect their because one would the funding would have to go to one or the other. We wouldn't be able to split it among both. So it would not affect whoever that funding went under because it was that program. So that's not in their normal programming. So that wouldn't be a normal programming for SECUS for their senior care. So that would be something that they could do in another cycle or even in the same cycle, really. But it wouldn't affect that because they're separate programs or projects. Well, we've you were talking about collaboration, and, and we see some, but we don't see as much as I think is available. And by the way, CECUS and GCRC have never discussed this. <laughs> that literally just came off the top of my head. Um, but so, a great it's idea. It's a good idea. <laughs> oh, I'm the, I'm the king of ideas that somebody else has to implement. I will spend somebody else's money like that. Where would the world be without dreamers, yeah. right? Um, but collaboration seems to be the way to go in smaller communities, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we all have limited resources, so the best way is to, to maximize them is to come together. Right. And, you know, we watch our nonprofits. Um, they work hard. They work really hard. And so the idea of some of them coming together to not only maximize the results, but have more hands doing the work that maybe lightens the load for them, um, I love that idea because they work their fingers to the bone. I, I had, they are, they are heroes to me because I watch what they do and I see the great things they do in our communities. And I I'm amazed at the amount of hours and energy they put into their program. So the idea of them coming together, that's, that's amazing. We'd love to see more of that. And, and more importantly, it doesn't affect your ability to get a grant for, programming that you do on a regular basis right because it's not a part of their regular project or program if it's a separate project or program we can fund it in the same year as we fund those other so entities if they came together to beta test a project let's say Mm -hmm. um, that would not fall under their regular their regular opportunity for grant funding Mm -hmm. right but let's say it works Mm -hmm. now now does the board have to re-examine how it would fund something like that? Would it would it have to be a separate category for collaborative grants? No, it's it's based on what the what the need is. So if it's based on health, 
then it's based on health. If it's based on education, it's on that. So it's not, it wouldn't be, a, they wouldn't have a whole separate category. It would be for that project and program. And if it was successful and they needed, they could show that the need for continue, like continued funding down the road, then that would be its own entity. Oh, okay. Yep. So even though it would be funding one of the collaborators, the funding would mm -hmm. go there because the project is separate. Yep. Okay. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, there you go. Yep. See, now everybody, everybody that's at home, because there's no traffic on the road right now. <laughs> so I know you're all still on vacation. It's just Safford Schools, right? Right. It's the only one that's mm -hmm. on break. Um, I'm not sure. I think, I think, I think so. they're the only ones. Yeah, because they've got that new two-week two break in the fall, two-week break in the oh. winter, two-week mm -hmm. spring vacation. So all I know is it's just easier to get here now. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's faster. There's no school zone that I have to go through. And no construction right now. So that well, helps. right now, yeah, knock wood. <laughs> Thatcher really wants to get started on on uh, eighth here, and uh, yeah, it's going to make things fun again. Yeah, enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah, four two eight nine four nine four. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, more with Amanda Patterson, Denise Benton, with the United Way of Graham and Greenlee Counties. Right after this. Welcome back to Voice of the Valley in the Horn Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios. I'm Dave Bell. Denise Benton and Amanda Patterson are here. They are with the United Way of Graham and Greenlee Counties. Talking during the break about those $5,000 and under grants and, and how the word has spread like wildfire amongst people that know grants and didn't know it existed. So good for the community. And, yeah. and thank you to United Way for that. Um, it is a new year. It seems the last few years there have been tweaks, improvements to the mm -hmm. grant process. Do Are we yes. going to see any more this year? Yes, absolutely. In fact, I, I want to encourage anyone who's interested in requesting funding from United Way of Graham and Greenlee Counties to visit our website. And when you get to our website, if you'll look at our grant application page, um, we want you to take a look at our funding guidelines and our standing rules because there have been some, some of them are just simply clarifications because we felt like some of the wording was a little bit vague on those. And our board was in agreement on that. Also, we made some, some pretty substantial changes. One of the biggest changes I think we made is that all of our, our larger grants, those are the cycle grants and the four cycles each year, that we're capping those at $200,000. We've actually seen some asks that were higher than 200000 So we're capping any grant request at $200,000 on the cycle grants. Um, we, we didn't actually specify that before, so I need to make sure that everyone is aware of that. Also, if you notice on our website, a lot of the, the requests we get are, we called them infrastructure type grants. Um, we didn't like that terminology because we felt like that was very vague. So we've actually clarified that to talk about construction projects. Um, and those are the ones that we require a 50% match, either in cash or in kind on those projects. And the examples of those would be like new buildings, building renovations or improvements, parks and recreation type projects. Um, those, those were always capped at $200,000, um, and they always had the 50% buy-in, but in the standing rules, it was listed as, as infrastructure, and we felt like that was a little bit vague. Um, 
of course, we're still doing the sponsorships and the small grants. Um, also, we made some clarifications on what kind of salaries United Way will and won't pay. Um, we will pay salaries for direct services for the duration of like a program or a project. And for startup organizations up for the first three years of their startup. Um, but after that, we want to see a plan for them to sustain a salary or a person long term. Um, so that's real a lot more specific on the website. Also, it, it used to indicate that we would not pay for travel. Well, realistically, we understand if you're going to have a program or a project and say you need people to come here to present or you need people to come here to train or your people need to go somewhere else to be trained for that program or project to be successful, that's going to involve some travel. So we went ahead and said we will fund travel for those purposes. Um, I'm, I'm thinking on that one, uh, doesn't Donna McGoy do a new teacher training i don't know if she brings she anybody in she does but that would seem to be if she does bring somebody in that would that right. would apply right absolutely mm -hmm. okay absolutely um also we had said in the past that we would not fund public works projects um we've actually removed that we that we want to leave that open to something that we will consider um so that's been changed uh we also um wanted to make sure that, oh, along with our grants, you know, someone has to administer those funds. And up until now, um, it said we wouldn't fund grant administration fees. Well, someone has to manage the money. So that, I think that's always been part of the grants that probably were embedded in those expenses all along. So we went ahead and removed that. And then there were some specific things that we said we would not fund regarding electronics. Chromebooks was one of them. Um, we're leaving electronics much more open now. We took that out and we want to consider those, you know, on a case by case basis. As we get those requests, we'll consider them because we still want to look at uh, focus areas, you know, health, education, economic stability. And we also want to look at impact. So we, we want to take a look at those and see what those look like and, and leave ourselves open to that a little bit. When did electronics get taken out? Because I remember United Way funding uh, mm -hmm. when schools, especially the high schools, started moving towards, well, we're not going to get your books. We're going to get your Chromebooks. Right. Um, when they started moving toward that, United Way was big on funding those things. They were. And I think... Um, you know, I wasn't with United Way at the time. I know during COVID, that was a huge, um, you know, that was huge because kids were learning at home. And so they needed those. I'm not sure how that got written into the standing rules, but it was something we had some concerns about because we had some very valid requests that included electronics. And um, it was somewhat of a debate about, well, we don't fund Chromebooks. Well, those aren't Chromebooks. Well, you know, there was the back mm -hmm. and forth. And so we thought, if we just eliminate that and then we can we can evaluate those just like we would any grant, um, we can include that with any grant request. So, so that's a little more open. So I encourage anyone, though, be sure and go to the website and review those um, because there are some changes. We think they're good changes, mm -hmm. um, and we feel very good about that. So. Can I be mean to Amanda for a second? Sure. <laughs> I think if you're a nonprofit, take a chance. Just, just, now I say mean to Amanda, because Amanda, you're the first <laughs> line of defense on these. I am. And you have to look at all of them. Um, but, it, you know, it never hurts to try. Mm -hmm. And more importantly, United Way will help you. Amanda, mm -hmm. let's be honest, it's Amanda. Mm -hmm. <laughs> will help you with your grant. Absolutely. I mean, if it's something that absolutely cannot be funded, you'll tell them right. right away. Yes. But if it's something that can, but needs to be, the application needs to be improved, mm -hmm. you work with 
the person or the group putting in the application, correct? I do. So when they sign in, if they create an account and then they attempt an application, we what we have is a live application. So when they create an account and they open an application and start that process, I can see everything that's being done on my end. So if they come up on a, if they get hung up on something or if they have a question about something, they can reach out to me. I can open it and see it at, in real time with them, walk them through something. I mean, I can't tell them how to write the grant, but I can kind of lead them in the right direction. If they're kind of going astray, I can say, hey, pull back, kind of focus more on what you're doing, focus more on what your impact is, what your needs are, and I can I can see everything along the way. So it's, it's a really valuable tool that we have in our application process, and I'm more than happy to help. It's, it, I remember in the early 2000s, municipalities looking at grant writers. And that was that was now a position. It wasn't in the 90s right. mm-hmm. um, because it was so specialized and and you really needed to know how to how to dance the dance. Having somebody to help you through it makes that specialty almost obsolete. If there's mm-hmm. somebody that can help you because you're doing good work already with a nonprofit right. or with an ed- or a school or with a municipality. Mm-hmm. But I'm not a grant writer. But I can call Amanda. Right. Holy mm-hmm. cow, that's huge. And you yep. said you're being mean to Amanda. I don't think you're really being mean to well, her. Well, but, but, if, <laughs> if everybody puts in, that's, yeah. that's going to overwhelm her. I really enjoy it, though. I mean, right. that's my job, but I really enjoy it. I, I, it's the first thing I do every morning. As soon as a, start, a cycle starts, I go check to see if we have any applications, anything going in. And, and people know by now they can reach out to me by email or phone. And mm-hmm. um, and I'm, I'm readily available to help with that. And it, it's it's exciting. It's a it's a really fun job, and I'm really glad and she blessed to do it. And I, our grantees are in very good hands. That was a amount as an asset to our organization. I do not know what I'd do without her. So I am grateful every day. She is a blessing to our organization. So our grantees are in good hands. She watches them like a hawk. It's this quest for her every day she comes in. And like right now, we wanted to make sure that everyone understands our grant cycle has just opened. Our cycle one grant. Opened yesterday. Yep. Opened yesterday. And that will end on February 1st. Yep. And she's already itching to get to the office so she can start (laughs) checking to see who's been in there tinkering around with the grant applications. So when somebody puts in a grant, Let's say you're helping them through the process. They Mm -hmm. don't have everything they need. You're letting them know, here's what you need to provide. Um, And it goes past February 1st. Let's say I I put in my grant on January 25th. Mm -hmm. And and through our back and forth, it's now February 2nd, February 3rd. I'm still in this cycle, correct? So our cycle, the application itself will close February 1st. So on that close date, it has to be submitted to be considered. Okay, so I need to submit it a little earlier. It has to be submitted by the first. It will close, and we won't. We don't have access to open it again. So mm-hmm. once it's closed, it's closed. Now, if they say they closed and they needed to add something to a, a second form to their budget or or a second page to their budget, or they had maybe some um, costs, proof of costs they want to send me, they can send it to me and I can attach it to their application. That's no problem. But the ca- the application has to be 100% complete and submitted by the first at 9.59 p.m. Mm-hmm. And we, we can't take any exceptions because we cannot, we simply can't open it again. So but, if you miss it, you miss it. Based on the numbers, I don't think you're yeah. at the time. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, <laughs> Now, the, the grant process, it goes through, it starts with you, mm-hmm. goes through you, yep. then it goes to a review committee mm-hmm. before it goes to the full board, is that so correct? So I, I 
do the initial scrub. Um, Denise and I do. We kind of read them through together. We have a grant review committee that's myself, Denise, and two of our board members. And then we go through a community grant advisory committee, and that's community members that come together, and they they read through the grants for us, and, and we have meetings and talk to them. And get they're their not input. on the board. They're not on the board. They're community members. And then... After we get their input, I put I compile a, a list of their pros and cons and their suggestions. And once we get all that completed, it goes in front of our board and they get the application, they get all the attachments, they get the suggestions, they get the comments, and then they make their decisions on what needs to be funded or not funded. And then if they have additional questions or concerns, then I, can, I still have time to reach out if we need to, and then um, they make their decision on funding. The reason I ask that is uh, for those that might be concerned about where their money's going. They, they're making the donation, mm-hmm. City of Safford employees, Freeport mm-hmm. employees. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm, I'm worried that, you know, this is just going to get approved because Jim Bob is Sally Sue's best friend and therefore right. it's going right. to get approved. No, it's it, you just laid out a four-stage process. Yeah, it's quite lengthy. There's it. The, our cycle process is it's long, and some some people reach out. Well, do you know yet? Do you know yet? And we try to make it very open and clear about how long that process takes because we're talking. I mean, all of those requests are over five thousand dollars, so that's quite a bit of money, and it needs to be considered, and it needs to be considered carefully. So we like to have as many eyes on that as possible and make sure that it's an impact to whichever community it's going towards, and that it's going to be something that everybody's going to benefit from, and that it's you know worth those donor dollars to be put out. And there's consistency. Yep. There's consistency in the process. So. I know in the past, Greenlee has questioned whether or not Graham gets too much of the funding. Mm-hmm. Do you guys break it down by community? And and how easy is that when so many organizations serve both? Mm-hmm. We we do have, like, Secus is a perfect example of that. They happen to serve both Graham and Greenlee County. So it is difficult to break it down. Um, it, you know, we can go to Secus and get numbers of how many clients they have in Graham and how many they have in Greenlee. But I will say um, we have made an effort to get up to Greenlee. And some of the biggest um, funds funding that we've done this year has been in Greenlee County. So we're really excited about that because we got up there and said, we need to hear from you. If we're not hearing from you, we need to hear from you. So we feel really good about how that went this year. Um, you know, Greenlee's a smaller county, um, but it doesn't matter. You know, we serve every community in both Graham and Greenlee counties. And so some of our bigger funding was actually mm-hmm. in Greenlee this year. And it seems like there's been some real... Um, Big news coming out of Greenlee. Uh, mm-hmm. Seekus reopened its senior center yes, in Duncan. Yes. Safe House is yes in the process yes. of developing a facility there. We're very excited about those. Um, the food bank, mm-hmm. um, Duncan, still it, going strong. Boy, this is a lot of Duncan. I just realized <laughs> that. Uh, I think Morency's primarily education. Isn't that fair to say? Uh, yeah, yeah, for the most part. Yeah, for the most part. Um, the the larger funding we did was actually in Clifton. Um, we did help a little bit with the Duncan Senior Center, and um, yeah, so we're yeah we're hearing from Duncan now too. We weren't hearing from Duncan. We're hearing from Duncan. So it, it does help when the mayor is maybe on the Se- on the uh, United Way board. That's Clifton. It, that's it, Clifton. Oh, Clifton. That's <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, Clifton. Clifton yeah. yeah. Um, once again, if anybody's interested in finding out about a grant, what's the website? It's www.gramgreenleyunited.org. 
Outstanding. Amanda Patterson, Denise Benton, thank you both so much. Thank you. you, Thanks for having us. And thank you all for listening as well. I appreciate it every single day. I'm out of here for right now, but I'll be back tomorrow. Until then, you guys have a great day.